0: Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. All right, the busy week is continuing here on Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And of course, on the Friday, the week of SEC Media Days, we get the predicted order of finish and all SEC players. Uh, and look this year it was no surprise we kind of knew coming in look we knew since last season ended uh, going through spring what the predicted order of finish was more than likely going to be it was going to be Alabama winning the SEC West in the SEC and Georgia winning the SEC East and more than likely Florida finishing second in the SEC East even though there's a few pundits out there this week uh, that uh, want to shove Kentucky and Missouri in that second spot in the SEC East. But on Friday, officially released from the SEC, Alabama is officially picked for the predicted order of finish to win the SEC, win the SEC West. Georgia predicted to win the SEC East and Florida finishing second in the SEC East. That is predicted order of finish there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, no surprise. There, we'll get into the rest of it uh, as well. Before we do, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching this uh, on YouTube a little bit right here around lunchtime on Friday. So hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to Gators Breakdown. If you're not yet, please join Gators Breakdown Plus. If you watched uh, the most recent episode, you got a chance to win to some commemorative footballs. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see them uh, behind me here. Uh, you get There's two of them. So one for the 06 championship game, one for the 08 championship game. If you join Gators Breakdown Plus here on this Friday. This is the last day you get a chance to win one of those footballs. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into the meat of the episode. Here it is. It's predicted order of finish from the SEC media. We'll start with the SEC East. Georgia, as I said, picked over Florida. Kentucky was picked third. Missouri, fourth. Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Move over to the SEC West. Alabama picked to win the SEC West, no surprise. Texas A&M second, LSU third, Ole Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and the media, no surprise as well, picked Alabama to win the SEC. Let's shift. Here we go. I'm going to show you the ballot that I turned in that contributed uh, to these uh, results as well. A little bit of a difference, uh, not too much, but there is a little bit of a difference. Georgia, Florida. I picked Georgia to win the SEC East, Florida to finish second. So I know, of course, I already got shouted out on Twitter. You're not a real fan. Okay, well, whatever. But um, I don't think there's any surprise here that Georgia was going to be picked. Uh, from me, uh, either. And look, you know, I think it's mostly. I think the gap between Florida and Georgia is not as large talent-wise. I do think it's pretty large, but I think you know Florida does develop well. Dan Mullen develops well. Uh, I think the offense will be just fine. I think Florida and Georgia are a lot closer than a lot of people want to admit when you take everything and put it into the picture. But I think Florida having to play Alabama this year is a, a huge detriment to Florida's chances just by looking at schedule. I think Georgia holds an advantage overall with a very, very SEC West, very easy SEC West schedule playing Auburn and Arkansas. So, you know, I think that gives an advantage to Georgia a little bit. So that's much of it to do for me in picking Georgia to win the SEC East. Georgia over Florida. I have Missouri over Kentucky, and those two teams play the second week of the season. And I think Missouri will be further along offense with their you know, head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback combo—that early in the season when Kentucky is changing their offense. Kentucky's offense is going to be more open. That's what they have brought in a new coordinator for, bringing in a new quarterback for Will Levis from uh, Penn State. But that early in the season, I think Missouri is going to be further along in trying, in, in doing, in, in having a more open offense. That's why I have Missouri over Kentucky. I think they win the head-to-head early in the season. That will be the difference there. Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, you can throw those teams kind of all together. Um, not really. Vanderbilt should be last. Tennessee, South Carolina, I think could be a debate uh, as well. But Josh Heupel having more experience as a head coach, uh, I think, over Shane Beamer, I think that's my tiebreaker over picking Tennessee over South Carolina. Just the more experienced staff there uh, when you look at uh, how, how that staff's constructed Mostly coming from UCF to Tennessee and Hype having just a little bit of experience and, and of course, building an offense uh, as well. In the SEC West, Alabama, no surprise uh, there's, to me, no debate there. Um, d- yeah, there's, there's gaps. We know there's gaps. Um, I, you know, a lot of people Alabama's replacing a lot. They get the benefit of the doubt always. They should. They've been doing this for well over a decade now and being a consistent top top five team and mostly top three team. <laughs> so um, you look at it that way, there's no doubt that Alabama should not be picked to win the SEC West. and in my eyes, the SEC uh, as well. So Texas A&M over LSU, uh, that one goes to schedule again for me. I think that was probably my hardest decision here picking Texas A&M over LSU. LSU has to play Florida and Kentucky from the SEC East. Texas A&M has to play South Carolina and Missouri, uh, I believe. That is the – I think uh, LSU has a harder SEC East schedule, uh, and Texas A&M, I think – I think those two teams are pretty even. I did think LSU takes a step this year. They're not going to be what they were last year. I think Texas A&M falls back a little bit last year. Those two teams, to me, are very close – but a having an easier schedule gives the nod from me. Ole Miss, everybody's, of course, looking at Matt Corral. He was picked the first-team All-SEC quarterback from the media. He is who I went with, of course. If you caught an episode of Get It Breakdown a couple weeks ago, I did um, – uh, I ranked my SEC quarterbacks uh, there. So it was pretty much the same there, Matt Corral. I had him as first-team All-SEC quarterback in there. That's part of the reason Ole Miss is pretty high, up at number four this year, and um, pretty much why I think you have Ole Miss higher than Auburn, who's replacing Gus Malzahn with Brian Harson, of course. And then Mississippi State, Arkansas is a pretty hard choice uh, as well. I really like what Arkansas did last year, in kind of exceeding expectations in Sam Pittman's first year. But I think Mike Leach kind of figures something out along the way. The SEC West is really, really strong. That, I mean, Mississippi State and Arkansas to me are, uh, I think when this season plays out, Mississippi State and Arkansas are going to be okay teams. They're not going to be great. They're not going to be, you know, I, they're, they're not going to be beating LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama. But I think when the season ends, you'll look at Mississippi State and Arkansas and say, man, um, you you get to the end of those and you will say those two teams are pretty good. Even though they finished last in the sec West, those two teams are pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, the sec West will beat up, uh, on each other a little bit. And I'm not saying Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi state, Arkansas can't beat one of his other teams, but as the season plays out, you're not going to beat multiple of Alabama, Texas, and LSU, uh, while those teams can pile up wins, uh, versus their opponents. So look at it that way. I think you have to have a separation, um, Alabama Texas A&M, LSU that's probably where I draw the line. Old Miss kind of by themselves. I think in the West they they I think they I think they are better than Auburn Mississippi State Arkansas uh, but not quite as good as Texas A&M, LSU. So you look at that Old Miss kind of in a in a you know league of their own <laughs> to me in the SEC West. You kind of how would you break up the SEC East? Like I said, I think Georgia and Florida are a lot closer than a lot of people think they are, but I think Georgia a returning quarterback um, the talent they've recruited with, an easier schedule. You put them hair above Florida. I th- I think Florida's by themselves in second. I know a lot of people. If you watched SEC Network all week, want to slide Missouri, want to slide Kentucky in that second spot. Just ever since 2018, I think Kentucky's got too much love. I like Kentucky. I like Mark Stoops. I think he is doing better there than a lot of people could. But I think a lot of people keep going back to 2018 and really putting Kentucky on a pedestal. What have they done since then? And there was something that we, we hear every year. We heard in 2019. We heard in 2020 what basically what we have heard from Kentucky this past year at SEC Media Days. And, you know, last year, Kentucky didn't live up to the expectation whatsoever. That's why they made some coaching changes. And um, But I'm not, I'm not buying it. I think Missouri is better than Kentucky. Uh, but th- it is close. I mean, th- I won't be surprised if Kentucky is ahead of Missouri. They're not surprised at all. I just think that early season matchup is a separator for me. But you know, Georgia's in a Georgia a hair above Florida. I think there's separation there. Florida by themselves. I think there's separation from Florida to Missouri Kentucky. Missouri and Kentucky, I think, paired right there together. Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. I think Tennessee and South Carolina are pretty close as well. Vanderbilt by themselves at the bottom I do like Clark Lee I think he's a really good hire for Vanderbilt it's going to take some time really 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 going to take some time um I see a lot of people uh in the YouTube chat uh drinking Bama Kool-Aid uh all that stuff I mean come on they got the benefit the doubt. I mean Bryce Young is going to be just at just fine at, at, at quarterback Your coaching changes it doesn't matter They've rotated coaches. They've rotated quarterbacks. They've rotated receivers like crazy over the last five, six years, and that offense just keeps humming along. They deserve the benefit of the doubt, and it's going to be that way, and it should be that way until somebody proves they can beat them on a consistent basis. Even if it doesn't happen this year, you know what's going to happen next year when we go in the SEC media days? Alabama's going to be picked again, and they probably should be. So that's just the way it is. Nick Saban's the best in the business. He proves it year in, year out. And you know, there's not really much more to say about that. I think people want to get cute by not trying not to pick Alabama, and they want to be different just because of that. No, you just I think you not picking Alabama. There's really no reason not to, and um, just maybe trying to trying, just trying to be different just for the sake of being different. Uh, Mr. Jizzle says 7284. Y'all keep popping up Georgia every year. Uh, Didn't hype him up last year, did we? And we picked Florida to win the SEC East last year, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, the SEC East has been predicted correctly every year since 2016. Media picked Georgia in 2017, 2018, 2019. Media was right. Media picked Florida last year. Media was right. So for picking the SEC East and, and for picking Florida, Georgia, yeah, we hype up Georgia every year, but it's been correct the last few years. So look Jordan's not a bad team should they should they be winning more and competing for championships more than they have been if you look at the recruiting absolutely doesn't mean they're a bad team they're not they're not uh they're not uh they're not necessarily i think you know they're disappointing in a way because i think the expectation is so high and it should be it should be when you recruit at that level but you know for the grand 95 um 95% of college football would love to be in Georgia's position right now. <laughs> um, who did you pick last year? Uh, no, I actually, I picked Florida last year. So uh, it was, it was even close to me. I thought Florida was going to win the SEC East, uh, and going into the week of Florida, Georgia, I picked, I picked Florida. So, uh, it, uh, was pretty, uh, pretty simple for, for, for me, uh, in picking Florida last year and, you know, picking Georgia, uh, this year as well. Uh, Let's see. All right. All right. So that is how the SEC was predicted to finish. And that was my pick as well. Nobby says we beat Bama, win the East. Maybe I'm just biased. Let's go. (laughs) I am absolutely ready for it to happen. And when it don't get me wrong, I hope I'm wrong. I don't. I don't want to be right when it comes to this. I don't like picking Georgia to win the SEC East. I hate it. You know, when I got to click and drag and that predicted order of finish there. I don't. I don't like doing it. I can't stand picking Georgia to win the SEC East. But I think you go to me when I do predictions like this. It's I go with the most likely outcome. Can Florida beat Georgia? Absolutely. Can Florida win the SEC East? Absolutely. But when I make predictions like that, I go with the most likely outcome. You know, upsets happen, of course. Picking which upsets happen is hard to do. (laughs) That's pretty hard to do in the grand scheme of things. So um, believe me, I I, I want to pick Florida and 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 be able to go into a a state uh, a season and say, yeah, you know, Florida's going to win the SEC East and, and, and go to Atlanta. That's that was my feeling last year, and we had a. You know, up and down season, but for that prediction, it was right. Uh, and, you know, we, we were uh, excited in to go to Atlanta and see it all play out. Uh, but, you know, I think Florida takes a little bit step back this year. Uh, and, you know, I, I think Georgia probably should be picked to win the SEC East. All right. So let's get into players here and uh, how it was picked for Florida. And, And um, who was picked, you know, first team, second team, third team, all of that stuff. We'll get the – I'll give you the summary here. Uh, It says the Gators were picked to finish second in the SEC Eastern Division by a preseason poll of media covering SEC media days. And I'll throw it back up there. So Florida received a total of 784 points, including seven first-place votes, while Georgia was selected as a division favorite with a total of 923 points and 124 first-place votes. So Georgia received 124 first-place votes, Florida with seven. Kentucky third with 624 points. The points were awarded on a 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 scale. So, of course, if you pick Georgia to win the East, they get seven points there. So um, Alabama was picked to win the SEC behind 84 first-place votes. The Tyra also picked to win the Western Division with 932 total points, followed by Texas A&M with 760, and LSU with 633. Alabama received 130 first-place votes to win in the SEC West. So here we go. Eight times since 1992 has a predicted champion prior to the season proceeded to win the SEC Championship game since. So Alabama's picked to win the SEC Championship game, but the media's only been right eight times in picking who will win the SEC Championship. As I said, for the SEC East, The last time the media was wrong was 2016. Tennessee was picked to win the SEC East, and Florida won the SEC East in 2016. So um, been right ever since 2017 uh, in picking the SEC East winner has the media uh, been. So go and and look at it like that. Let's take a look at the players uh, when we – look at this and for Florida, I'll just start with Florida and then I'll just go and look at the, uh, we'll look at how the sec um, played out, but Florida's first team members, Florida and Florida placed four players on all sec list. It was first, first team, second team, 13 uh, and Florida placed four guys on the preseason all sec list. Florida's first team members were shirt senior defensive lineman, Zachary Carter, and junior defensive back Kair Elam, along with Ventrell Miller earning a second-team recognition. And Jacob Copeland was the only offensive player to be listed on All-SEC as a third-team wide receiver. says Carter receives preseason honors in back-to-back seasons after a spot on second-team last year. He played in all 12 games in 2020 as he led the Gators in sacks with five, tackles for a loss with nine-and-a-half, a season high of eight tackles and one and a half sacks against South Carolina earned him defensive lineman of the week. The Tampa Natives set a career high five quarterback hurry versus Georgia after missing the first half of that game. Says so similar to Carter, Elam also collects preseason recognition for the second straight season after a second team placement last year. The Jim Thorpe Award semifinalist, he was named to coaches all SEC first team DB and the Associated Press second team DB last year. Elon concluded his sophomore campaign with 39 tackles, 11 pass breakups, and two interceptions. Receiving second-team honors for the second year in a row is Ventrell Miller, led Florida in tackles with 88 as he played in 11 games last season. He was named SEC Defensive Player of the Week after posting 15 tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack in the season opener last year versus Ole Miss. Uh, Jacob Copeland, his first preseason nod, of course, made 11 starts last year. 23 receptions, 435 yards, and three touchdowns. So, um, no surprise there. I did pick Zach Carter and Kyrie Elam as first team all SEC as well. I believe I did pick – I have to go back and look. <laughs> um, I forgot to save it here. I believe I picked Ventrell Miller second team. Basically, in how it played out, I believe I picked Ventrell Miller's second team for linebacker and Jacob Copeland on third team as well. So, I put Brenton Cox there as well, uh, and they had him listed as a linebacker, as uh, for a outside linebacker spot. I did have Brenton Cox on my list as well. He did not make the All SEC list there. I think Brenton Cox is, uh, as long as like I said, going back as long as he's healthy and ready to go uh, before for, for the season, and all indications are he will be ready. Um, I think Brenton Cox is setting up for a big season uh, for the Gators. So uh, I had five Gators on my All SEC list. The Gators do end up with four to rehash. Zachary Carter, Kyrie Elam on first-team defense, Ventra Miller on second-team defense, and Jacob Copeland on the third-team offense. First-team offense, just to set headlines here, Matt Corral was first-team quarterback, as I said. Uh, Alabama, John Mechie at wide receiver. Isaiah Spiller, who we know very well from Texas A&M, running back, also made first team uh, as well. Second team quarterback was J.T. Daniels. Uh, The running backs there was Kevin Harris from South Carolina, Zamir White uh, there at Georgia as well. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte, LSU's wide receiver who tore up Florida last year. He made second team wide receiver. George Pickens, who we don't even know if he will play this year for Georgia, (laughs) made second team wide receiver. I left him off my ballot because I don't think he'll – play or he'll play enough this year to be considered all SEC. Maybe I looked at that wrong. Uh, I don't know. Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end for Alabama, somehow got second team. I put him first team over uh, Jalen Wattemeyer from Texas A&M. He was the first team all tight end there. Look, we know Kyle Pitts. <laughs> that, was, that was his spot last year. But Jalen Watermeier, um tied in for Texas A&M, got first team, while Jaleel Billingsley got second team tight end uh, there. Third team. Now this is this is the one that kind of got me, folks. The one that kind of got me here. Bo Nix was third team quarterback from the SEC media. Nah, <laughs> nah. Bo Nix is not a top six quarterback in the SEC. Maybe Brian Harson unlocked something, but going into the season as a preseason pick, I can't. I can't have Bo Nix that high. Give me, give me, Emory Jones. Give me Bryce Young. Give me one of the LSU quarterbacks. Whoever wins that job over bo nicks like i said i'd have bo nicks about halfway in the conference i cannot have him third team quarterback going into this sec season i just don't see it um i, I can't see bo nicks being that high uh chris rodriguez uh run, kentucky running back uh, up there on third team as i mentioned jacob copeland up there at wide receiver aniah smith from texas a&m is the other wide receiver on third team good first team defense um here we go, Jordan Davis, Georgia defensive lineman. I saw him in person at SEC Media Days. Holy moly, that guy's huge. <laughs> he, he is massive uh, there. So, uh, Zachary Carter, as I said, uh, was on first-team defensive line as well. Here's a takeaway from first-team defense. All three linebacker spots are Alabama players. Henry Tooto. Uh, Toyoto. Transfer from Tennessee, going to Alabama, Christian Harris, Will Anderson Jr. All three linebackers, our first team for Alabama, all SEC. Derek Stingley, no surprise there is one of the DBs and Kyrie Elam as well. Two other DBs, Alabama. So <laughs> you go and look at Alabama's defense last year. Started almost as bad as Florida's. That big difference was they got better as the season went on. Still got lit up by Florida. That's how elite Florida's offense was last year. That's how elite Florida's passing attack was last year. But by seasons in, Alabama's defense may have been the best in the country. Florida's offense still lit them up. That's that's what I'm saying. That's And that's not a shot at Alabama. That was just more praise for Florida's offense last year. That's how good they were. Alabama's defense is going to be – great this year building on how they ended the season last year but they had Alabama had one two three four five six first team all SEC defenders and then they have one two more on second team <laughs> So second team uh, all SEC defense Ventro Miller they're at linebacker, of course uh, he has li- he headlines it for us and uh, the Gators. Um, and third team, it could be Dean, linebacker from Georgia, Lewis Steen, the safety from Georgia, who uh, you know, targeted Kyle Pitts last year in a game. Um, this third team defense for Georgia, specialist. Uh, nothing really to look out for there. Jake Camarta, uh, Georgia's punter is on that list. Uh, and Florida, no specialist there. I don't even think Florida had an option, uh, for all SEC, uh, option for um, uh, special teamers. Uh, There, and nobody really from the SEC East either, except for uh, third team, Keiris Jackson from Georgia, as a return specialist. Um, When you look at that, Paxton Brooks, Tennessee punter as well. So Florida would be playing the um, first and second team punters out there, if that really matters to you. (laughs) So if it's a close game, maybe it matters. But uh, uh, nah, so there we go. That is how the media voted at SEC Media Days this past week um pretty much how I, uh, how we had there was not much difference in how, who I picked to win the SEC East and West and how they would finish uh, a little bit of a uh, little tiny bit difference there just by a couple teams uh but there we go that is how the media picked the SEC order of finish and all SEC this year so but much different for Florida of course not as many players on all SEC if you look at last year's preseason and postseason as well and and I think the big storyline is and as bad in that we've talked about this storyline all throughout once the season ended last year and up to this point how surprising it may be for as bad as last year's defense was that when you look at Florida's best players and who they may would be placing on these all SEC lists, whether it be PCs and magazines or the media, when we get together in Hoover at SEC, SEC media days, if Florida was going to place all SEC players on the list, it, they were going to be defenders. And it sounds kind of weird because of how bad the defense was last year uh, and that you're going to end up placing, you know, two guys on the first team and one on second team. Uh, so – you know, a lot of respect out there for Kyrie Elam, Zachary Carter, Ventro Miller, even though overall the Gator defense was very porous last year. And, look, I think most of us pointed to all the issues in the secondary uh, and not really pointing the finger at Kyrie Elam, uh, who about, was about all you could really count on. Now I think he was uh, as good as the season is – we thought preseason he would have, but he still had a really good season. And I think he really just got caught up in bad play around him. And, you know, that's why he didn't stand out as much. But I'm glad he's getting recognized as somebody who still stood out enough in that defense and made, you know, made plays when he really uh, needed to, didn't really contribute too much to the fall of the defense. It was about one of the only pieces you could count on week in and week out. Uh, but the secondary behind – the safety behind him didn't help him all out Help him out all that much. Uh, Florida still not being able to figure out that nickel position, hurting him as well. Uh, but teams don't really test Kyrie still all too much. And if the secondary play is better, upfront play is better. I think you can see Kyrie finish the season in that first team, all SEC cornerback position as well. So Zachary Carter, uh, like I said, I fully expect a big year from Zachary Carter. Playing in his more natural position, playing that defensive end role, not having to slide inside, really, really going to help him, I think, in his NFL draft stock and also going to help him just put up the numbers that we necessarily didn't get to see last year because he was playing out of position. Defensive tackles help him a lot. Brenton Cox on the edge of him helps him a lot. And Zachary Carter, I'm telling you, he, he played really, really well uh, toward the end of the year, uh, and, and really made some plays in the Alabama game as well. So we uh, it's very interesting, as I said, when you look at all SEC and the defenders Florida has on it, when you look at the failures on that side of the ball last year, last year, Fentrell Miller, tackling machine, You know, hopefully just a little more consistency at that linebacker position. And hopefully offense is not taking advantage too much of him in pass coverage. Still lacks there, but I still think, you know, with, the better defensive play up front, I think you see Ventral Miller kind of take off as well from that linebacker spot. You know, if the play in front of him is better, get some one-on-one tackling there from the linebacker position, not really necessarily letting the opposing offensive linemen get in past the defensive line and eat up the linebackers. Hopefully the defensive tackles up front can command some double teams open up the linebackers to make more plays. And if Miller was already racking up tackling numbers, and you can see that go up too, and it's big plays as well, some bigger plays there from the linebacker position. So here we go. That will pretty much do it here on this episode of Gators Breakdown, looking back at SEC media days, looking back at how the media voted for predicted order of finish and all SEC. And we'll see. We'll see if the media and myself – included there uh was right in, in, in picking this uh hopefully not as I said I want to be wrong I want to be wrong about picking Georgia winning the SEC East hope it's Florida in Atlanta when the first week of December rolls around and the SEC championship game is being played in Atlanta all right guys everybody in the YouTube chat thanks so much for um keeping that going conversations like it looks like it's going pretty well there uh everybody put up um you know, their thoughts, uh, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, all respect. Uh, you guys, you guys keep it, keep it going. Keep it, keep it, uh, keep it interesting, <laughs> at least uh, when we go back and look at it. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at Gator Dave underscore SEC. Catch us next week as uh, Will Miles and I will kind of maybe review this as well. We'll get Will's thoughts uh, on this as well. And we'll have even more on Gators Breakdown next week. Catch you guys later.